Hello, podcast peeps. This is Jen Barron. I am a certified life coach, and this is my podcast, Reset Your Mindset. I'm really, really glad you're here, and I wanted to share something with you. I recently did a post on social media about the need for change in the division of labor in most homes. Basically, one person winds up doing the lion's share of the work physically, mentally, and emotionally. And the last two, the mental part and the emotional part, they have been coined invisible labor. And I really think that is absolutely spot on. You don't see the fruits of that per se, but it is definitely still labor. If there's an imbalance between partners and it's been talked about and agreed upon, that is awesome. You do you boo and you just keep on rocking. But more often than not, it's a quote unquote agreement that happens quietly without discussion and slowly over time so that neither person realizes what's happened until it's already happened. The person doing more visible and invisible work is like, wait a damn minute. I'm busting my ass and doing mental gymnastics to keep this ship afloat while the other person is, hopefully unintentionally, floating along in la-la land, enjoying their additional free time and smaller to-do list. To quote one of my favorite characters from The Muppet Show, the Swedish chef, Vat da Ferk. I went on to list three things each partner can do slowly with kitten steps to correct their ship's direction before someone jumps ship or makes the other person walk the plank. Okay, so now I'm thinking about the movies Goonie, about the movie Goonies and Hook. I just love those two. Very have a pirate theme in and out of them. And after I did that Facebook post, a Facebook friend commented on the post saying the following, and it was such a brilliant question that I wanted to answer it and bring it to my podcast. She said, I feel this so hard, but if we stop holding up the world, who will do it? Who will take care of the babies and be the change makers? Oof. Wow. Let's all take a second and a nice deep breath in all the way down to your toes and a nice, big, long, exaggerated exhale. Do that a few more times if your body wants you to. Okay. A little bit of what's going on in your brain for some background. The primitive part of our human brains default to seeing things in black and white. They do this because it saves them precious energy that they may need in order to defend off a potential tiger. If our brain can look at something in an all or nothing way, or when our brain looks at something in an all or nothing way, it doesn't use that precious time and that precious energy looking at different options, looking at that gray area that's in between the black or the white. And when 
our brain does the black or white. Nothing has gone wrong. We are all wired this way. We just need to be aware of this normal tendency so that we can work with it and around it because it doesn't usually serve us. Or we will be swinging on a pendulum from one end of the one end or the other our whole lives. Your brain might be asking a similar question like my face, like my Facebook friend did. And I want to tweak it a little so we aren't looking at the problem and possible solutions in an all or nothing way because that won't serve us either. We aren't going to stop holding up the world, taking care of babies or making change. What will happen is that we will actually have more time and energy to do the things that are important to us individually when we aren't doing all the things for all the people. Now, hopefully you're in a partnership with a reasonable human being, one who listens to how heavy and how taxed your body, mind, and spirit have become. And I have a feeling if you're anything like me or like my other clients, you haven't said a whole lot about how you're truly feeling. And maybe you're not in that kind of partnership. And maybe you're a single or solo parent. I see you. I don't know your experience exactly, but I honor the struggle and the extra work that you do. When someone talks about needing or wanting to have extra money at the end of the month, I always suggest that they trim the fat first. What can you cancel? Eliminate. What can you find a substitution for? What can you not buy more of because you truly don't need it? Now, the same thing goes for our schedules and our obligations. Now, this isn't going to be a walk in the fucking park smelling the flowers. It's going to be challenging, and I know you're up for it. You have to trim the fat and plug the leaks in your life, and no one is going to do it for you. And that's okay. That's okay. We were sold a a story that that other, that someone else is going to come fix something, or if I'm just exasperated enough, or if I just huff and puff enough, that someone will get a fucking clue and make some changes. But that's just not how it's going to work, nor is it how it has to work. You don't have to wait. You are responsible for yourself. And when you say yes to something, you're also saying no to something else. What are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? This may be one of the most important questions you will ever ask yourself. The yeses are pretty easy to spot. Just look at your calendar. It's true that your kids will not die if they aren't in multiple sports each season. You do not have to be a taxi driver or on all the committees at school or at work. Now, seeing what you're saying no to can be a little bit trickier. 
They're usually quieter, little whispers of wishing you had time to do such and such or didn't have to do X. They can show up when you think very normal things like, I wish I had time to go do things with my friends like my husband does. Or why am I the one who has to remember to pack all the things for everyone on every vacation? The truth is, we have trained our person how to show up in the relationship. And sometimes that looks like learned helplessness. That means they're acting like they can't do the thing. And then you are jumping in there to fix and rescue, which just perpetuates the cycle. I know what you're, what you might be thinking. Yeah, but it's faster. I get that it might be faster, but it's a lose lose situation when we do that. When we jump in, when we fix, when we rescue, it's a lose-lose. And when you do that, you can start to feel like a parent to your person instead of a partner. It's good for our partners to do things and for us to let them do things. It builds their confidence and reinforces the partnership instead of feeling like you have another parent-child relationship. All of this requires that we change a few steps to the dance that we've been having, and that will probably be uncomfortable for all involved. No one will die. Feathers might be ruffled, but no one will die. And you, my podcast person, you are here to thrive, not just survive. Thinking about talking to your person, your friends, or family members, or boss about changes that you want to make can feel like you want to barf or come out of your skin. Excuse me. I hear you. I see you. And I totally fucking understand. I don't suggest stuff that I am not willing to do myself. So the feeling of wanting to barf and of coming out of your skin is from personal experience. Nauseousness is how I know I'm doing something that I need to do. If I was coaching a friend who had asked the brilliant question that my Facebook friend did, I'd ask what she specifically meant by holding up the world, taking care of babies, and making change. Let's get really specific because our human brain likes to be very general about things instead of specifics. Because when we're very general, it's easy to keep doing exactly what we're doing. And if we get really specific instead, then we can see exactly in black and white, especially if we write it down, exactly what we're talking about here. Write it down. What is your version of holding up the world? What is your version of taking care of babies and making change? Because we can absolutely still do those specific things that are important to us. And for a lot of us, it's in our DNA. We're carers. We are helpers. We are 
that's just how we show up in our life. But what we do is we believe the lie that we have to do it all. And if not, then no one else will. And that is a very heavy weight to carry. And I'm not just suggesting we fully stop doing any of those. That's the black or white. That is the all or nothing thinking that will keep us stuck and will keep us in the lose-lose situation. And when we're doing all the things, it doesn't give others the opportunity to help. I'll never forget the time that I asked my then boyfriend to help clean out the cat's litter box. And he said he would. But I didn't like when he did it, which was later in the day, where I would do it first thing in the morning. And what I did was I kept doing it in the morning because that's when I wanted it done. And one day he said to me, I'll do it, but you keep doing it before you give me the chance. I needed to give him the opportunity to do what I asked in his own way and let that be okay. That still shows up whenever I am over-functioning and overdoing all the things for all the people. Now, when you start doing these things, when you start practicing little ways of not doing all the things, a couple balls might get dropped in the beginning. And I'm going to guess, since I only suggest starting with small things, that that's okay. It's not going to be something ginormous and major. And you're figuring out a new way. Start very small. Start with kitten steps. You don't have to wash your hands of the world, of the babies, and of making change. Now, what's one small thing you would like to loosen your grip on? One thing you wish wasn't on your calendar or on your to-do list? Tiny little kitten steps. They will give your brain the proof it needs and wants that it will be safe and others will be safe when you aren't trying to save everyone and everything. That's not why you're here. To help and love and thrive? Hell yes. To burn yourself out and crawl into bed every night completely fucking exhausted from doing all the things for all the people? No. Hard no. There's a lot of middle ground and options between the black and white that's most comfortable in our brains. Start practicing loosening your death grip. This will give your brain evidence that everyone will be fine. It will give you back your life force energy to do what's really important to you instead of over-functioning in a way that absolutely does not serve anyone. If you're open to the possibility that it doesn't have to be all or nothing, you'll start to feel better immediately and can realize that you're not alone in this thing called life, as Prince would say. Now, not everyone will step up to the plate, but we've got to give them a chance to do it and give ourselves a damn break and let some of the minor things, the insignificant things, fall through the crack if need be.
Thank you so much for listening today, podcast peeps. I appreciate you. I am Jen Barron. I'm a certified general life coach, and this is my podcast, Reset Your Mindset. Make today amazing.